The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. And blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of the Gospel blot out our sins and bring us to eternal life. I really love the month of November, uh, especially when we celebrate it with kind of our full Catholicity. And I love the month of November because this is, for us, it's the end of the year, right? The church year begins not on January 1st, but on the first Sunday of Advent, which comes at the end of this month. And so as we enter into the, the rhythm of the church's life, this is a time where the church points our eyes towards the last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, right? Uh, so November, this whole month of November, is a month of all souls. It's a time where the, the church encourages us to pray for the souls of those uh, who have died, who have gone before us. And, you know, the church exists. The church is a community. And it's a community that exists in three sort of states of life. There's us, the church militant, right? There's those of us who are currently alive, who are struggling, striving, for holiness, uh, still acting in this world. Right? Then we have the church suffering, and that's all of our souls in purgatory. Those who, they will be in heaven, but when they died, they had imperfections that had to be purged, to uh, be purified, and so they're in purgatory. One of the beautiful things that the church teaches us about purgatory is that uh, because we are all members of the body of Christ, living or dead, we are actually connected to each other. The whole church exists in communion. So every Christian who has ever lived, we are in living communion with them. And our, our fellow members of the body of Christ, our family who are suffering in purgatory, they need and can benefit from our prayers. Right? So it's really important actually that we, we keep alive that tradition of the church of praying for the dead. We pray for all the souls. And I think maybe most especially we focus on those that are closest to us, right? our family member and friends who have passed away. You know, we sometimes fall into the habit of when somebody dies, we talk about them as if I know they're in heaven. And that may seem like a good way to honor their memory and pay respect. 
But the truth is, they may be not quite there yet. They may be in need of our prayers. Uh, and, and moreover, someday we may be in heaven in need of the prayers of our family. And I know when I, when I die, I do not want everybody to say, oh, Father must be in heaven. I want you to assume that I need your prayers and have masses said for me and rosaries and whatnot. So I really love that November, we take this whole month as a church to especially focus on praying for those members of our family who are undergoing purification so that they can enter into the beatific vision. And then I think it's really wonderful that we begin this month of all souls with this holy day, this solemnity in which we celebrate all the saints. And that's the last group of the body of Christ. That is those, of those members of the body, those family members of ours who have already attained the beatific vision. They've already won the crown of glory. They're already participating in the heavenly banquet. They are our friends in heaven. And just as we are in a living communion with those who are suffering in purgatory and the suffering in purgatory in a living communion with us, so we are in a living communion with the saints. They are actually a part of our lives. There's two things I want to say about the saints on this uh, solemnity of, of all saints. Number one, I think that the saints are the greatest glory of the Lord in this world, right? Because of everything that God has made, nothing gives him glory like human persons living fully human lives, right? One of the, one of the church fathers famously said that the glory of God is man fully alive. And none of us are fully alive until we are really holy. Holiness is what makes us really alive, right? To be in uh, unreserved re relationship with God, utterly obedient, completely loving him, that's what makes us fully alive. I've been thinking a lot about freedom lately, right? My students, we've been talking about freedom in class, I've been praying about freedom. And so what's on my mind today is when I, when I look at the saints, I see a beautiful example of the full freedom that God calls all of us to. Right? When you look at the saints, these are, these are people who have attained freedom. They're able to do wonderful things. They're able to do marvelous works because they are free from fear. They're free from attachment to worldly things. They're free from you know, being overly connected to the desires of the body. They're free from pride. They're free from worrying about what people think of them. They're free from worried about anything in the world that can be taken away from them. They're free from you know, the weaknesses and the temptations and the, the vices that most of us struggle with because they have allowed God's grace to make them perfect. And so they're totally free to become fully who God made them to be. And that's why when we look at saints, saints aren't all the same. Saints aren't boring. Right? You start reading about the lives of the saints, they are the most interesting, unique, colorful, and varied people you're ever going to find. So I love looking at the saints and seeing this wonderful example of what human freedom really looks like in its full expression. The second thing I want to say, I love, I'm, I love history. And I didn't used to love history, but I, I, thought, I thought history was kind of boring. But I had a professor in college who kind of opened my eyes when he said, history is just regular people like you and me, sometimes in, in more influential positions, but regular people like you and me who make free will decisions that impact others throughout time. And that really opened my eyes and made history interesting because when I read history, it's really a history of people. 
And so it's the people in history. It's what they think and what they feel, what, they're, what they love and what they're afraid of, and the decisions they make that shape history. And very often when I'm reading history, I want, I, I develop either uh, an affinity or maybe sometimes even a dislike for the people who made decisions that shaped history. But so often I wish I could know these people. And a beautiful thing about being Catholic is that our history is full of these saints. Saints who, because of their openness to God, because of their absolute freedom and full humanity, really changed the world. And our faith teaches us, and I believe with all of my heart, that these saints that we read about, that we hear about, who have so shaped the world, that we love and revere, they are in relationship to us. And the saints that I love, St. John of the Cross, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. John Paul the Great, right? These, these are people that when I talk to them, they listen to me. And they're close to me. And they help me. And, they're, and, they're, and I'm in a relationship with them, not just in the sense that I can try to imitate their virtues, but that I actually know that they are in communication with me and helping me and praying for me. And I get closer to these saints and I look forward to the day when I can really fully see them uh, and hopefully, with the help of God's grace and the intercession of the saints, I can someday enjoy them uh, at the heavenly banquet where they're already beholding God's glory.